Welcome to Two Filthy Nerds. It's that's us. We're because we're filthy and we're nerds. And there's two of us. Two. One? Yeah. Two. Two. But I'm a lot of woman. And I don't I don't care about my gender anymore. Is are we allowed to even call ourselves women anymore? I don't know. I didn't mean I don't care about my gender. Like I'm not abandoning other women. I don't care what my gender. I fucking also a lot of times by the way we do this intro where we go or more depending on and I just want to clarify because it occurred to me that when I did my one woman show more than one person was like it's really cool that you're doing that show about schizophrenia and I don't have schizophrenia and I just want to make sure everyone knows that yeah yeah, yeah. she has multiple personality disorders. that's not it's true very different dissociative identity disorder and that's what the technical term is for multiple personalities i don't have that either i wish i did because then, then, I, then i'd have something to blame on all my yeah, yeah. i have to go no i remember that and i'm cognizant and that was a choice i made that was I, a horrible choice i me myself yeah no made. that was not a trauma response where I, another personality took over and yeah. i and I have no control. Have you ever had somebody with multiple personality disorder on your other podcast? I've had two people with dissociative identity disorder. One who later emailed me and was like, hey, this is weird. You're not going to believe this, but they didn't email me. Maybe it was a text. Um, I listened back to the podcast and I, don't I 100% dissociated during that podcast. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, fucking crazy. Yeah, he's a friend of mine who uh, I talked to regularly. And just this past week, he's like, I'm going to... I'm not, I'm having some trouble. I'm going to, I got to go off the grid for a bit. Not the grid, but he's disconnecting because he's I'm going to disconnect from this primary personality and shift over to another. If anyone's interested in that, two episodes on my other podcast, Ignorance is Blessed, it's very interesting and sounds very, I mean, mental health stuff is so fucking hard. And that just sounds like a whole extra layer of hot damn. I just spoke to someone um, we both know. I won't say her name. Um, I spoke about it earlier. Barbara Walters. Barbara Wawa. We don't uh, know. I wish. I, I wish, her. yeah. She would be our guest. I hope she likes Harry Potter. So she was telling me that all, everything that went on, you know, with the quarantine, and then she went to a Black Lives Matter protest, one of the first ones where the police, police brutality escalated very quickly and turned into a very violent affair and she was shot at with rubber bullets and she experienced all of this trauma and it triggered she's bipolar and it triggered a manic episode and it was so bad that she actually went on long-term disability from her job she couldn't function at all really i just thought it was funny (laughs) that i kept picking up different drinks um you're talking about very serious mental health stuff and i'm like doing i'm like i'm like and then she's doing a bit she saw george floyd (laughs) die (laughs) i'm juggling um she had to like take time off work yeah she was really fucked up from it she was like running from the police she was in her car because she went to the black lives matter protest to deliver food to people she made a bunch of care packages but she was running from actual police or was she like manically thinking she was running from police i don't know that's a good question Um, her car got hit with rubber bullets i mean yeah i mean like i fuck I mean, yeah, so she had a major mental breakdown. Is that a thing that happens for you? Do you ever have... Has I've, any- I haven't I've had a manic episode since I was um, much younger. Um, Are you- I have hypomanic episodes. Okay, I was going to say, can you be 100% positive that, of that? But I guess like a manic episode is like full... Yeah, I would know. I would know for sure. Oh. Um, because I don't have a personality disorder. I, have, um, I don't have a bipolar personality disorder. I have bipolar. So I know when I'm... I mean, it takes sometimes someone being like, hey, 
What's you're being crazy. Oh, there's like a difference. Yeah. There's, I told, I explained that to you the other day, ego, syntonic and dystonic. Oh, right. Um, so my, my being bipolar, any meant any, um, personality disorder is ego syntonic. It's within your, it's within your sense of self. So you're unable to see, so it. you're unable to see it, but ego dystonic is is what like depression is what anxiety where is, you can like, be aware of it it's separate from your ego it's just it's not attached to who you are no okay yeah, so yeah, you're able to right. be like hey you're being fucking crazy and i'm like oh my god i'm i am um you know and when i was talking to this girl she was like i uh one of the things she does in a manic episode is excessive spending mm. um and she sounds uh, like my mother yeah and so she asked me to um come over and organize her place for money she's like charge me whatever you want and i was like i will not charge you whatever you want i do realize because she spoke to me about this months ago before she was having a manic episode yeah did she uh, know she was having a manic episode when you were over there or did you go hey oh i didn't see her. i didn't see her recently oh okay um she someone else it kind of hit a critical mass. Well, her grandpa died. Um, it was just a lot of things that triggered. It was something. a lot of things at once that triggered something. So it was, you know, you have that joke where you're where you're going to a therapist for the first time and you tell the therapist um, everything that's going on in your life and you're and she's like, you're not depressed. You've had a terrible terrible life. life. So it's like, yeah, she's she's not mentally. She is bipolar, but it's like so many horribly traumatic things happened all at once. A death watching you know police brutality firsthand you know and all these different things well, yeah when it's like that's such a big gray area of that by the world. way this is running our filthy mouths we're yeah. not even we were gonna talk about something else but i guess we're talking about like mental health yeah um and that's what's so interesting is even in that joke that i do and hearing the story because like the joke is based by the way a hundred percent on a real yeah that's a thing, thing that, that happened, happened to me. Therapist, a therapist yeah. I, I went to a therapist for my depression and yeah. she was like hey, you are not clinically depressed. You have a lot of trauma. Yeah. And this is what happens. And which like is in a way a gift learning that, but also yeah. was like, the joke is just like, cool, do you have a pill for that? Yeah. Like I got like, because that's the thing about trauma is that so often mental health stuff is just immediately, God, I feel like I just fucking talked about this on my other podcast. Yeah. Um, immediately labeled as, such and such disorder, disorder disease, uh-huh. which are all very real, valid things that people do suffer from. But a lot of times with Western, either psychiatry, psychology, people try to treat it with a pill when really it's like, okay, sometimes you need the pill as a Band-Aid to get you fucking back on your feet yeah, where yeah. you're at. But also, it's co- a lot of times it's coming from something deeper. Yeah. And some people never go past that Band-Aid. Yeah. They just, oh, I need a new thing because this Band-Aid stopped working, where it's like, okay, have you tr- have has anyone tried to get to the root of what is yeah. causing this? Yeah. What? But then there's even that area of, I mean, even through meditation and growing and self work and realizing, like, being able to go, oh, okay, I'm having a feeling, but that's okay. It's not going to last. Is like, ah, it still fucking sucks. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> all right. So now you've told me it's not that I'm mentally ill. I have PTSD. Yeah. And so now that I know that, which is a similar experience I just had seeing a new psychiatrist. Yeah. Where she's like, I don't think you're bipolar as much as you just have PTSD, like a cumulative trauma Well, that's response. still mentally so ill. So then it's like, okay, so so now what? Well, yeah, that's the thing, too. And like with PTSD, too, the, the treatment is so still... So, some stuff works for people, but they're really up in the air. Like, yeah. Like, 
figuring it out, which I feel like every mental issue is a multi-prong approach for treatment. Well, yeah, because not everything works. It's, it's like dieting for your body. Like what works for you isn't going to work for someone. And I think it's even more of a multi-prong approach with PTSD because it depends on what your trauma is because you might be living in a world where you don't necessarily have things that are going to trigger a certain kind of trauma. Yeah, you also may not even realize you're being triggered. Yeah. So it's like, how do you how do you recognize that you're being triggered? How do you, you might be living a life where you're constantly being triggered and not realizing it. So it's like, how do you? Yeah, that, I mean, 100%, because it's like, even in, at times in my life when I've been super productive, it's like, am I naturally a very productive person or was I triggered into... That is my compulsion, you know yeah. what I mean? Is to do stuff, which great. That's a, that's a good, I got stuff done, I guess. And nobody, yeah. you know, I think probably the, goes I think unrecognized the, I think the, with stuff like you that. You know, they but. say there's behavior that's within a normal functioning capacity, and then there's behavior that becomes a disorder. So it's like... Well, when it's inhibiting your life. When it's inhibiting your life, that's when it becomes a disorder. When it's when it's affecting your ability to... Exist in society. On a day-to-day basis. Which I still maintain, is everything that does that a disorder? Or have we built... Don't fucking come for me. This is a philosophy. Have we built a society where we expect one type of person to exist in it? We've made a cardboard cutout of what that person should look like. And when people don't fit it, we go... It's a disorder. Oh, you have a... There's something wrong with you. And that's not to say a lot of times there isn't something that needs to be treated. I just wonder... I think the spectrum of normal is definitely a societal construct. I think it's definitely something... Society, something has been like... Sorry. I have... I've got... Stop giving yourself a rat tail on the camera. You guys, Nicole's playing with her hair, but she keeps twisting it. I know I'm telling the people who are just listening. It's going to turn into... I'm tucking it back into your ponytail. tucking it in. Did you tuck it? It's t- I, I tucked. Did you tuck my dick? Tuck, tuck it it's back. My, it's my hair dick. Thick dick. Ooh. Are you being child. triggered? Is that a safety thing? I don't... Um, the conversation? Is this like a safety thing? Here we go. Do it again. If she goes I, uh, <laughs> I, just, I love the feeling of playing with my hair. Go uh, over to our YouTube if you haven't subscribed yeah. yet. Find and you can watch me there. twiddle my hair and make a little... Rat tail dick. It's really funny. I want to. I want to wait till she she twists it all up and then cut it off and use it as like a hang it like a a good luck omen. You look great. You just got really um uh, voodooy. Not voodooy. Um. So what's that word? The her the she. I know what you're. Yeah, no, you're say. reminding me of the guy from Silence of the Lambs. Where you're like, oh, we can cut it off and then use it. Yeah, I know. It was supposed to be creepy. Yeah, it was very creepy. It was good. Um, But I do think, I do think there is something that society has put together as what is a normal range of behavior? Yeah. What is a normal range of emotional expression? What is, you know, I think that's something, uh, I think, not to get into feminist territory, but I think that is definitely a patriarchal construct. I, in some ways. I think that that's an unfair statement. Listen to me. I don't think it's a. Ro- I don't think it's false. I think that inherently we're in a patriarchal so- society. Yes, inherently, so inherently, patriarchal. every structure is patriarchal. Yes. But I don't think it's necessarily it, as a whole. I think yes, it is used to oppress women. I don't think as a whole it exists for the oppression of women. Or, okay, if that's what you're. That's getting, what I was getting. Because, that's what I was getting to. I don't think it was necessarily created to specifically oppress women. To specifically but oppress it was women. A, but created I think by a once, male. I think once men created it and they realized. Oh, 
What? This no. could keep Lisa. No. In check, it's not so bad. I. Everybody Look, wants. I'm a feminist. Everybody wants to create something. Uh, I a, think, a box because that makes them feel better. So in in this box is the range of normal behavior. I will. This is what I will say. Does it oppress women? Yes. Was it invented to oppress women? No. No. This is what I think. It was invented by a man, and. Being an egocentric species, the man went, well, these are my emotions. I'm a normal guy. This must be normal emotions. And men feel less emotions. Yes, period. So they go, Not this is a normal it. range. This is what people feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people That's have- That's all they know. Yeah, and a lot of people have so much trouble understanding that how they feel is not how everyone else feels. Yeah. That's Which, a very, that is a very- I think that's also something that... Um, I love that I made fun of you for spinning a rat tail, and now I'm trying to wipe a booger out of my nose so no one sees it on the camera. They gone? Did I get it? No, it's still there. Oh. It's a little cavy on the right. Okay. It's like, oh, there. Get it. Get it. Oh, man. Thank God we're quarantining together. Okay, great. That'll help. <laughs> is, is there disinfectant in pumpkin scent spray? Yeah, that's probably where I need it. Oh, is that a stain? Shit, this is Andy's one. shirt. Is this going to ruin it? No. <laughs> <laughs> is this Banaka? Okay. Because I was talking to someone about this in terms of ADHD and how uh, I think kids with ADHD get measured against what we expect a student to act like in class mm -hmm. and people learn differently. And I think that goes over into, yeah. yes, you know, someone goes, this is the normal range of emotions. If someone's feeling more than this, they're crazy. There's something You're wrong crazy. with them. And I have said for the for years that the fact that we teach five senses in school instead of six and one being emotions is fucking criminal. Criminal. Because it, it leaves us with no emotional intelligence. And people, no, like a lot of people don't realize, I think, that people feel at different levels. Yeah. Just like you need glasses and I also need glasses, but I'm not wearing them. Um, but like some people don't need glasses. People, some people need glasses for their feelings. Yeah. I need glasses for my feelings. I think you need a blindfold for your feelings. I, you need a But I, I need these glasses you're, for my feelings. Your like, feelings are, is like someone taping binoculars to yes. their face. I mean, did you see that quote? The, the oh yeah, you, we, we talked about it. Oprah, Oprah had this guy on talking about you're a 10 gallon. Oh, it was um, T.D. Jakes. You're a 10 gallon, some people some are 10 people gallon are, emotions and some other people, people are 10 gallon blind. people and they need more to fill them up. And I am a 20 gallon person and I will waterboard you with my emotions. Yes. Well, and that's the thing is that like some people, like you can feel unloved from someone because that is not within their emotional capability, but that's. It's not to say that you are unloved. It's just saying that they relative to how you feel, it feels like that's a lack of love. Yeah. And it's like. That would be like me getting mad at you for not being able to see something. Yeah. If you didn't have glasses. Yeah. That it's like, that's not fair. Yeah. Like if I just yelled at my friend in a wheelchair, I was like, well, just walk. And it's like, why but, can't but you I, walk with but me? But I can't, I'm not, this, walking's not my normal. Walking is nothing I'm capable of. Which brings me to my final point. And by the way, <laughs> within that, within that, by the way, idea of 10 gallon person versus a pint person. I was talking to a friend about this yesterday and, and we were talking about how it seems like in that discussion, it is putting a value on the 10 gallon person as being better and the pint person as being no, not as good. I don't, I don't agree is. with that. I think people clap because they feel understood and maybe there are a lot of 10 yeah. gallon people. Yeah. 
But that's not to say that you one is not better. As one is not better. It's just different. It's different. Well, that's there. I mean, if you really want to break it down, better and worse are social constructs. Yeah, better, absolutely. But it's like, no, it's, I don't know. How did we get on this? I don't know. But it's been fun. All I know is I'm actually about to throw up, so. Wait, are you really? Yeah, I feel really nauseous. I think I I had too much coffee and not enough food. All right, you guys, we're just going to fucking, we'll be right back. All right, you guys, we're back. Oh, yeah, I, uh, we're back. Talking about the book now. Talking about the book. Sorry about earlier. If you're listening, I got a little nauseous and had to bail earlier. I got a little nauseated. You're saying earlier, like it wasn't a second ago to anyone listening. It was literally a second ago. And if you're tuning to this on YouTube, it's the Running Your Filthy Mouse clip, so you don't even fucking see it. Yeah. Hooray for you. Or if you did see it and now you're here, you know, whatever. Here we go, you guys. All right. Let's dig into it. Chapter five, six, seven, eight. We start off. Really quickly before we start off, yeah. I just want to say um, no one who's tuning in will realize this by the time they're watching it, but we did have to reschedule a live reading that we were doing this afternoon to record it now, which is only important so that you know we do live readings with our patrons. Yeah. And if you go to patreon.com slash two filthy nerds, you can get on live readings. We're going to do some more uh, high teas coming up soon. And lots of fun bonus content. So get the fuck over there. And uh, Jessica Michelle does a lot of the out loud reading because I apparently am demented. I'm a dementor. She's very bad at reading out loud. Not great at reading out loud. She's, I would, you know, for someone who's so good at reading, it's out loud. Out loud, it's terrible. I might not even be that good at reading. I think you're good at reading. Well, you have glasses. So. Um, I have glasses. I must know things. It's just so I can judge you with authority. Um, it works. Anywho. Let's, chapter. Okay, we started well, chapter, so chapter four. We left off with they were coming through the flu after oh, yeah. having dropped the toffee off that made... Uh, Deadly Dursley's tongue, explode. tongue powder explode. So he was just... He's leaving fucking Privet Drive. Bye. Bye, bitch. Bye, Dursley's. Later. Mm-mm-mm. fucking assholes um so he pops out in the burrow Hooray. um he's there with fred and george who went in before him because remember they had dropped the shit and so then harry was there for the aftermath of it and the twins were like what happened oh my god what was-? and and so you know harry gives him the download the on everything that happened very exciting stuff to to watch dudley get his i but mean then, really. but then arthur comes back through the chimney and, and he's fucking his like you how i mean it's like this is muggle wizard relations and like that's his whole thing you know what i mean that's what he works in and it's obviously important to him that we have good relationships with muggles as wizards and he's he's just fucking like what are you thinking like don't do that to the people that i'm trying to i don't want to say save but save relations with so yeah like that's his whole thing it's like also the wizard community at this point, it seems hinges on having at least a good rapport, staying relatively unknown to muggles, but the ones who know about them- being, Having a good, being, solid relationship. Well, and we see why, because you look at the Dursleys and they immediately just think everyone who's a wizard is evil and like, oh, your lot, we don't want your kind. Like, it's already fucking, it's, there's already racism. Tons of racism. So it's, yeah, no, I get why he's pissed. But yeah. then I love that he's like, if your mother had found out, and then he was only threatening with that. And then she overhears it. She's like, if I had have found out what? It's like, oh, now we're all fucked. And we're so then fucked. she's she finds out. She's pissed. And now things are things are getting tense. Classic angry Mrs. Weasley. So fucking pissed. Ginny's there. 
So Ginny's there, Ron, Hermione. Oh, Hermione was already at the borough. Yeah. Of course, Ron was there. He lives there. Um, <laughs> so Jenny. they're all like, let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's just go let's to Ron's room. Let's go to room. Ron's room. No big deal. So they go up to Ron's room. Um, and, you know, of course, Harry... This Harry is obsessed with the burrow, which I love. Seeing him back at the burrow, this makes me so happy. It makes me so happy that he gets to see his friends. He'd only been communicating with them, you know, through letter, and they've been sending him food. So it's always fun for me. And then God, I, of I course, love I'm like, I'm obsessed with how Ginny having a crush on him. I mean, yeah, it's very cute. I, you know what the burrow reminds me of when I was a little kid? I had like friends' houses I would go over mm-hmm. to, but I had one friend whose mom would like, I love sleeping over to her house, and her mom would make this just fucking this was in when i lived in mississippi and just like southern style breakfast and i was a fucking poor kid living off of ramen so it's like you wake up in the morning and there's biscuits and eggs and gravy and fucking bacon and you're like this is the best you're like you have options so your breakfast is a I, buffet I and not just this? what you can make it's on not just your own? stale cheerios i'm kidding we never had cheerios they're too healthy yeah and by the <laughs> way every time you talk about your childhood and how much ramen you ate i was like oh i loved it i eat like you did when you were a kid. Yeah, you actively choose to eat ramen, which I would do too if it hadn't. I think it's the reason I have health issues. Worth considering with all the It's health worth issues considering. Here. It's worth considering. Stunted um, my growth for sure. I mean, that's a lot of sodium. Sodi- that much sodium cannot be good for you. Sorry. No, I probably, um, what, what, where does, pro- uh, so, where does sodium get processed? Where at in your body? Probably your kidneys. Uh, kidneys, liver. God, they're fucked. Um, I know it, it, I think it's, there's inflammation. Salt causes inflammation. I was was pretty mad. This is what happens when you become an art history major. Uh, Okay, so they go upstairs. Ginny and Ron are like, hey, the the twins are getting heavily into jokes. They started, they're like trying to start a business. And they're going to bring that business back. Once they all go back to Hogwarts, they're going to bring their stuff there and start selling shit. So they were like testing a thing, which is so on brand for Fred and George. Which it's, in, there's a part of me that's like, oh my god, they found their thing as someone watching, an, you know, outside watching someone find their passion. Like, oh, yeah. they they took their love for practical jokes and like actually worked hard to create these different fucking sort of prank candies. But then I get why, as a parent, you would be like, that's your that's your plan. That's, that's your plan what you're is, doing. To is to sell practical joke materials. It's like every parent when they find out their kid wants to be a comedian, they're like, like, oh, you're gonna. You're going to be a clown? You're going to be a professional... That's your survival plan? Clowning on, on the regular you think for they, money. You think that's going to... You're going to retire on that? Jokes about your pussy that's going to yeah, put gonna, a roof over your head? Yeah, that's going to support your family? You're your going to get a jokes? house with your, your pussy, pussy jokes? Oh, you're going to retire? Oh, your pussy jokes? Oh, funny. cute. <laughs> How's your um, roommate? Who's going to take care of you when you're dying? Uh, no one. Godspeed. No just kill me. Put yeah, me yeah. out of my misery. Ow, dun, 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 dun. So, just smother me with a pillow. Uh, honestly i mean i don't want you to come and then die <laughs> that's true fly me to zurich they do it it's do you have do to be they? a citizen there oh i want to interview someone about this yeah there's legal assisted suicide Wait, you have to be terminal we know a bunch of comics in zurich interview them i mean i can interview the comics in zurich i want to interview a person who works at the place oh uh, that does the death thing does assisted suicide death thing i'm fascinated by it Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I've distracted us from a very happy, wholesome topic. Happy, wholesome topic. Um, Percy, the guys, the kids are being too loud. Percy over here is Percy. Annoying as fuck. Percy's such a piece of shit. What's crazy to me is that all the Dursleys seem to be... Weasleys. All the Weasleys seem to be... I know. All the Weasleys seem to be so cool. And personable. And just 
easy. Like just, even though the twins are troublemakers, they're still they're like people. Yeah. They're still like, I feel like they're the kind of people who are like living their truth. Whereas Percy has this like idea of this person he's supposed to be. And it's like, he's so far up his own ass. He's just not likable. Yeah. He's just so obsessed with being like the best. Yeah. Which I mean, God's which makes you the worst. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's like, that's probably the personality of most people who get to the top of corporations. Like, see, I, but I don't, but you like to be likable enough. I see him doing well in a corporation, but not being able to like run shit. Like I think he's, he's too much of a cocksucker. You're too unlikable. No one's going to put you in charge. So he's working at the ministry of magic, like his father. Um, but he's working in the department of international magical cooperation. Yeah. So Um, it's, so he's got, he's got two different bosses. We're going to learn about them in the next chapter. Um, I thought his boss was just Crouch. His boss is Crouch, but then Crouch's boss is Ludo. No. No. No, his boss is Crouch. Crouch. Yeah, maybe. And Bagman's the head of a different department. Yeah. So they work. Well, they're working in Tangled because... But all of these people that we're going to meet in these next few chapters are like higher ups in the Ministry of Magic. Yeah. And, you know, Percy is just like trying to just like razzle and dazzle them and is just so far up their own ass. And And it's very... I mean, it's World Cup time, so... International, you think international wizard relations. People yeah. are coming from all over. So he's very busy. And so he stays locked up, but he makes sure to let everyone know how busy he is. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm, it's like, so, I'm, I'm really busy. Can you guys I'm keep busy. on super busy? Right he now. apparates to the fucking kitchen. Yeah. Did he really? I forgot that part. No, every, yeah. Well, he does it just because he can, but it's also like, I'm sure there's an element of like, I don't even have time to take this. Oh my stairs. God, I'm so busy. These they don't like, say walking, that. What? No. They don't say that in the book, but it's Percy. That's and so, he's, such a person. He's like, I just, but also like, and he cannot stop talking about his boss, Mr. Crouch. What is he's like, Mr. Crouch this and Mr. Crouch that and Mr. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, why don't you just fucking eat Crouch's crotch and shut the fuck up? <sighs> Crouch's crotch. Uh, we should make merch where it's Percy eating Crouch's ass. Where eat he's my just crouch. Like, where he's just like bent over and he's like, <sighs> yeah. Uh, comment below if you would buy that. And mm-hmm. guess what? There's not gonna be any comments. Who would fucking buy a Percy? No one likes either of those characters. If we're um, gonna eat ass, we need Draco Malfoy eating Harry's ass. Um, or vice versa. Oh, yeah. Dreary. Anyway. That would be fucking hot. Would Comment below. I mean, I'm saying comment below. If, if you're, you're on YouTube. If, if you're, you're on, on YouTube, the podcast, it sounds so fucking stupid. Yeah, 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 if you're on the podcast, just, you know, message us on Instagram. Anywho, so uh, Percy mentions this woman who had gone missing named Bertha Jorkins. Yes. And what is weird is... Harry knew that name from his dream. That I didn't say it, but I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that because I thought it was weird too that he Harry had this vivid dream. It. Vivid dream, remembered but, that name. But maybe he doesn't remember that. Or maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Because I, that's what I thought is like, he, why, I, why isn't Harry being like, I was waiting for Harry to go, Bertha Jorkins, how do I know that? How name? do I know that name? Something Like something rings a bell, something clicks. But that never happens, which... But maybe he was so focused on, like, I'm an old man named Frank. This, ha- you know... Yeah, yeah, Details. All the he- other details of it and not the birth of Jorkins. Plus having pain it. in his scar. It's like, how much is he gonna... Um, you try oh, to- and then... And then at, they're all hanging out. They're talking about this, the Quidditch table. It's gonna be Ireland versus, versus Bulgaria. Um, wow. Uh, oh, but it is something say, that would never happen. By the way, Bertha Jorkins, show. Percy mentions Bertha Jorkins is missing, not that she's dead. Maybe that's why it didn't click for Harry. Oh. Because Harry knows her as a dead person, not a missing person. D- well, did, they alluded to her being dead. Did they? Did they officially say she's dead? I feel like in that I don't dream, think they, but they heavily in the alluded. Dream they said that she's oh, dead. Oh, yeah, I guess. They were like, we murdered her. So, and then oh, when Frank true. was listening, he was like, oh my God. He realized, yeah. yeah. 
he was realized like, oh, that she they murdered they murdered a woman and now they're plotting to kill a boy yeah so okay you're right so that maybe it just didn't click to harry that i also the two same people it's like have you ever had a fucking crazy dream and you wake up you're like oh my god and then immediately you try to tell it and you're like i forgot half of it but it was yeah. crazy but what what i thought was interesting was when they were like oh have you spoken to sirius and he's like um yeah i spoke to him and he was like in a good mood and he like didn't want to tell Rod about- and hermione about his scar oh he couldn't talk about Sirius because Ginny was there and Ginny doesn't know what happened with Sirius yeah that's so right so they had to speak like pretty vaguely about Sirius but then Harry at one point was like should I tell them about the scar and he's like no 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 it's um, just a buzzkill he didn't want to be a buzzkill he's yeah. a 14 year old boy and he's like uh I'm feeling so good and that was such a shitty feeling yeah. let me just honestly I respect I respect being in the moment when you're happy and like mm-hmm. not being the person who's like well let me fucking damper this with my shitty story yeah you're like, oh, we're all having fun. Oh, am I going to be a Debbie Downer, by the way? One of the best SNL sketches. Oh, Debbie? In the past. Oh, that new one we watched wasn't mm. as good. Debbie Downer, the old Debbie Downer. But the original? The yeah. oh, so good. What a character. We all know that person. Yes, I am that person. I know. I wasn't going to say it, okay. but we all know. Uh, the end is nigh. And the end is nigh! Yeah. Uh, Bring up anything and Nicole be like, you know what's the worst thing that could happen involving that? Everything. Uh, <laughs> anywho, so there's that. Um... Yeah, that's that's the that's how it ends, and then everybody goes to sleep because they have to wake up early. The oh next day yeah, because they need to start heading to Quidditch. Yeah, Quidditch, the Quidditch World Cup. Yeah, and we will get to that. Right, and how this. they're getting there. The chapter six heading is the port key. That's the title. Yeah, and so the port key for me—it's a totally new word. That's yep. a that's a that's a specifically wizard wizard wor- world word. So I don't know this. Yeah. I mean, and I love when we go into in a chapter into a chapter where I don't know uh, where the chapter heading doesn't give it away at all. Yeah, where so, there's no, it's not obvious. I know nothing. I know nothing about the port key, so I'm like, all right, what does this possibly mean? Yeah, that's it's exciting, and um, what we're gonna find out is that it's a way to travel. And so the next morning they all wake up, they're having breakfast at the table, and they start chatting about apparition. App- yeah, apparition. Yeah, apparition. Um, and so apparition is how, if you don't know... Apparition? Apparition. App- I always uh, called it apparating. How is it spelled in the book? Apparition. Whatever. Apparition. We have, I mean... Yeah, we have notes timed up. We're reading on. The notes say apparition, and that's where I'm thrown off. Okay, well, either no, way, right now they I'm apparated. They're talking about apparating to get to the Quidditch match. Now, wizards over the age of 18 can do that. So if you've graduated from Hogwarts... That's something you're allowed to do. A lot of people don't even do it. You have to have a license to operate. It's 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 a big thing. So usually, as you know, there's flu transportation. You can you can go by broomstick, which you can't do because you can't have a bunch of wizards flying through the air to all meet at um, a, the World Quidditch match. That would be insane. The Muggles would fully notice. Yeah. So you have to get this thing called a port key, and it's basically like they have port keys placed strategically all around the world. I guess it's like a magical bus stop, basically. Yeah. It's with very well said, magical bus stop. There's one item you all touch it, and at a given time, like the phone could be a port. Anything can be a port key, and at a certain time, it will transport you right to the location. So if this were the port key, we would be like, and then boop, boop, right at the time that it's supposed to transport us, and then it would take us in close proximity to i don't i don't think if they'd all dumps at the same area because then it would be way too obvious all these wizards are coming into town yeah so i think it kind of scatters they you scatter around, around the location and they time it out so well and also it's like they're doing this because 
they can't apparate. They're underage. Mr. Weasley's going with them. Also, a lot of wizards don't like to apparate because they tell a story about how uh, it's gone wrong and people have tried to illegally apparate and then like left half their body behind and stuff. Oh, that's it's hilarious. Fucking crazy. So they. I hope, up- I hope we get to see that. By the way, in yeah. the uh, in the movie. I mean, that would be amazing. That would be fun to watch. Um, so they get up extra early. Percy and the older brothers is the older. Yeah, Bill and Charlie. They don't have to wake up early. They're still sleeping because they're just going to apparate there. Yeah. But Mr. Weasley, Ron, Hermione, Ginny, Harry, the twins all have to walk. To use the port. What feels like a few miles. Yeah. It it seems like because of how early they're waking up, it's a real schlep to get there. What What it felt like to me was like, maybe it's not that far, but it's a big hill. Here's the thing that will only mean anything to anyone who lived in Edinburgh. So, or has been to Edinburgh. So such a small amount of people. There's a place called Arthur's Seat and it's this like little mountain. And when I was there, I would go up there in the mornings, like super early. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did it like three times. I'm saying that like I did. Yeah, I wanted I was, to do it every day and then I got It was a habitual thing. I would go up there super early and meditate. But it I was did like, it, all the time. it was like a 20, 30 minute walk. Yeah. And I feel like it's something like that at the top of the hill. I even, so I thought of it so much while I was reading this that I was like, is there a porky up there? Is that what Arthur's Seat is? I mean, maybe it was. The seat's gone. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see in the movie. That it's up there? Yeah. Ooh, that'd be cool. Anyway, so they get to the port key, and once they get up there, there's kind of like a waiting line of people who are waiting to use the port key. Um, and uh, there was, yeah, there well, wasn't was a line. It was, it was. There was other people up there. Waiting They're all the using it at the same time. They meet Amos Diggory, Amos Diggory, and, and Cedric. Cedric Diggory, who, if you don't remember, was the seeker for the Hufflepuffs, the one who caught the um snitch before harry did because harry fell off the when room it, yeah when the mentors and cedric was so sweet he like came and checked on harry yeah because he had caught it without knowing what had happened it was because yeah. it's a fast game you know what i mean so that's totally understandable and they said in the last book he even you know he was like oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't realize this happened no yeah. like I, he didn't want it to count but it did and so of course when his dad amos who's another clearly higher up in the uh ministry because mm-hmm. arthur knows him you know, oh, that's, oh, he meets him. He meets yeah. Harry Potter. He's like, oh, wow. I, you know, I told Cedric, this is a story you're going to tell the rest of your life. You, you beat Harry Potter. Harry Potter. And it's one of those things where Cedric's like embarrassed. Yeah. But the dad's like, no, no, no like you were just the best man. It's yeah, like, yeah. Cedric was like, well, he, 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 dad, I told you he, he fell off his broom. And, and he's like, was well, like, well, you didn't, you didn't fall off yeah. your broom. Uh, Which is kind of true. I mean, that I is. Mean, Harry did fall off his broom because of fake Dementors. No. Those was are two different real chapters. Dementors? This was oh, real Dementors. Shit. Um, he caught the snitch with the fake Dementors. He was playing Ravenclaw and he shot back at them okay. and gave them quite a scare. Oh, Fucking Malfoy. Which, by the way, they never showed in the book. I mean, in the movie. Yeah, that annoyed me. Um, so it is this very awkward, like, he's just the best man. And Cedric being like, <laughs> very much like feels like Tim McGraw in Friday Night Lights. I, said, I don't even know if that's a movie. He, yeah. was, he played the like abusive, shitty, like dad who cares too much about sports. Um, just like... I'm sure he's not abusive. But did we see Cedric in the movie? I don't know if we saw him in this one. We will see him. Because he's hot, right? I feel like, no, because I feel like they glossed over that whole thing. You didn't really see the other team. Okay. Um, Cedric, yes, is, they describe him as hot in the yeah. book. And Can't wait to see him in the movie. And I would go out, and I'll say it, that based on the movies, you know, watching them when I was younger, he's a hot. You had, a, you had a hot knot for the said? Feels creepy to say now, because, like, technically he's... I don't think he's a kid even in the movie, but he's playing a kid. I don't yeah. know. It feels creepy. But, like, if I had been in high school, I'd been like, dude, what is up with Cedric? Yeah. I want him to put that broom in all my Let me swim on holes. that dick. 
Log me up. Um, anyway, so they all grab onto the port key. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. They are at a hilltop close to the Quidditch match. Insane. That's it. That's the whole chapter. That's the right? whole chapter. It was a quickie. Fucking quickie. Moving fast. Moving fast. Well, I mean, the real meat of this episode is going to be the World Cup. Let's yep. be honest. All right. We'll be right back. Chapter seven, Bagman and Crouch. So I, just, I know these two names. Really so. quick. I just realized I look like I was, I'm sponsored by this. I can't believe you're wearing that much NASA paraphernalia. I stole this. This is just what I was, it's my boyfriend's shirt that I just wore out of his house this morning. And, and then you just slap that hat this on. This is the hat I always wear. Whatever mug you grabbed. For the record, I got both of these from being at NASA events. So if NASA does want to sponsor our podcast. NASA. And if NASA doesn't, and in SpaceX does, we are very open to it. Very open to any sort of sponsorship. I will wear your entire I'll brand wear, for yeah. the right amount of money. I will dress up like a Coca-Cola bottle. You would wear no for no money, you would wear anybody's brand. No. Oh. I will wear NASA for no money. Oh, you'll wear NASA or SpaceX for no money. No. If SpaceX wants SpaceX has the has they has have the, plenty of money. They got the change. Give uh, us your money. That doesn't matter. Speaking of money, this has nothing to do with money. Well, sort of. Bagman and Crouch. Anyways, so we get to uh, the, this hillside. Um, uh, when, they, when they appear there, there's two wizards already standing there looking exhausted. I'm assuming they went through some port key travel as well. Uh, I think they're, the, they're, no, they were the ones that are. Oh, directing people. Directing the, so it's like nonstop. We got to get you out of the way because this next port key's coming in. Yeah, they have yeah. a box full of random assorted things. So they send the Weasleys off to their site and then the. Diggories go off Diggories somewhere else. Diggories go off somewhere else. Um, they get. They get to the field. This is this is one part that I didn't fully understand. It feels almost like a hole in the like a plot hole. Yeah. Or like a it's run by a muggle. But here's what I think. Yeah. I think this is one of those things where this is like a campground. So in Alaska, my parents owned uh, a cabin out in a place, a little town called Willow. And there's a bunch of like open ground, and we would let people pay to camp there. Yeah. Um, until the cabin burned down. This is ever tell you this story, no. by the way, that like I story. found out that my cabin burned down from my mom because, like, at some point in LA, I don't want to say a couple years ago because I don't know. I've officially been here 10 years now, dear God. But at some point over one summer or like leading up to a summer, I was like, maybe I'll just go home and run the cabin. I was like, Hilarious. I got to get out of You're here. You're like, I'm going to give it up and run cabins. I just wanted to land. be alone in the woods. And I was like, we have a fucking cabin with a campground. I could go stay in that shitty cabin. I would love it. I would still love it. So I called my mom and I was like, hey, can I? Who runs the cabin? Can I come run it? And she's like, the cabin burnt down years ago. And I was oh, like, hilarious. You just found out. Yeah. Well, here's what happened. How horrible. I was like, I never knew this. She's like, yeah, your stepdad was driving home because he from Denali, which is the national park up north where he mm-hmm. was working over the summer. And he's, she's like, he was driving home and he just saw it on fire. And I was like, and then what? She's like, well, it was it was on fire. And I was like, I'm sorry. He just saw our cabin he's on like, fire oh, look. and just went, oh, I oh, guess it's on, on fire. fire and just kept driving. What a metaphor for how he's lived life. I know that he's like, the world's on fire. And he's just like, look, fire. Guess I don't have a cabin anymore. (laughs) God, Denali was gorgeous. Gotta go see my family. Jesus. Uh, Anyway, so there's a guy named Mr. Roberts. Who's running the campsite. He's the guy who takes your money. He just, you know, points you to your spot. But he started asking questions. A lot of questions. Which are completely valid questions. Because it's It's really weird. weird. Because Mr. Weasley... This was what I thought was really funny. Mr. Weasley 
was like talking to him about how much money he had to pay. And Mr. Weasley doesn't fully understand muggle money. So confused. And for someone who's deeply enmeshed in figuring out the world of muggle. Yeah, of all people. Why wouldn't you figure that out? And he also seemed to be struggling with just the numbers in general. Yeah, wizards use numbers. Yeah. Like they have to like measure potions. That's yeah, yeah. What I don't understand. It's, it is like, it seems like muggle money would be 101 for someone who works in with. Yeah, so that's a whole, a, a, a whole in the plot as well. There's a couple holes in this this chapter, I think. Um, and he's like, you know, why were there so many reservations out of the blue? Yeah, this is a campground where people kind of pull up. I, f- I get the feeling it's not normally super yeah. busy. It's like people come, they camp on the weekend with their family. And now it's exploding with people. And people reserved ahead of time. And he also said that um, uh, people are all kind of like weird looking. and like Yeah, he's like, eccentric. everyone's dressed weird. What's going on? There was a man wearing a... F- <laughs> there was a man in... So, like a, pajama a women's a woman's pajama oh no that comes in later oh that comes in later. someone in, in, in we like dress pants and galoshes but then my favorite was and he came with a man wearing a kilt and a poncho hilarious so it's like all these people trying to dress like muggles which is funny to me kilt seems like a normal thing for that part of the world no yeah it's the fact that he's wearing it with a poncho. Oh, it's the pairing. You thought the the kilt was the weird part? I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know how people even dress in that part of the world. Like, what if kilts are fucking normal? I mean, I guess if it was if it was raining. Yeah, it might have been raining. But maybe know, he didn't mean like a rain poncho. Maybe he meant like a like a hippie poncho. or like a hippie poncho. Yeah, and a kilt, which seems yeah. very just that clash. That is a clash. That is a clash. But what's funny to me is in the movie they're not always in robes, yeah. and I guess that was maybe a movie choice. But it's like, yep, they, you all know how to dress normal, it yeah. seems. Yeah. Unless you're not always in robes. Yeah, you're, you're in the world that's a majority muggle world. But maybe in the books, they're just always in robes, which, what a life. If you're just constantly in robes, ah, oh, the freedom. Oh, if I could always be in boxer shorts and a t-shirt, you know I would. I mean, just imagine how that would decrease body image issues if everyone was just in a fucking flowy robe. Maybe that's why... Women in the Middle East don't object to hijabs and burqas. Yeah, because they don't have to they're fuck. like, oh my God. They, they don't have to feel fat. Ever. They just yeah. hide. They're just like, ah, I'm not worried about someone judging if my stomach's hanging over my pants. Uh, they, they, you don't get to judge any part of a woman. I think they might have it figured out. And yeah, they're like, you don't get, you literally they're like, are no, unable ladies, to judge. Like, they're like ladies around the world. They're like, please stop speaking for us. You want this life, okay? We don't. We're hiding. It's safer here. Well, yeah, it's like, that is like a real, I mean, it's, you know, religious reasons and stuff, but like, from what I've read and understand, it's like, yeah, no, a lot of pe- that's, they do want to. And also I feel like I went to private school and I had to wear a uniform. So I never had to like pick, pick clothes every day. And I feel like it kind of alleviated my mind every day from having to figure out what I was going to wear. It was just yeah. like, oh, well, I just have to put my uniform on. So I didn't have time to like fuss around with like clothes and trends and what yeah. people are going to think and this, I- that, and the other thing. And maybe it just like, maybe in that part of the world, women are like, yeah, not only do I not have to like worry about like what my body looks like all the time and what my clothes look like all the time, but I don't have to use any brain capacity every day to figure out what I'm going to, what I'm going to wear. wear. It makes a difference. That's why I keep, I constantly go through your minimal period thinking yes, about, but, Oh yeah. And I never fully commit. She's to always it. like, I'm going to reduce my wardrobe. I want to get a capsule wardrobe. Minimal. Well, that way you don't have to think about it. It's like, cause everything kind of goes together. It makes sense. You know, recently she was looking at, um, a, a, a form of jewelry that women enjoy. And she was showing me these like very ostentatious pieces of jewelry. And I was like, you should probably get something simple. And she's like, simple. <laughs> no, Nicole. 
I don't do simple. Well, yeah, no, it's like if my outfit's simple, why wouldn't I want a gaudy piece of jewelry? I mean, I feel like it's you're a gonna statement be wearing, piece. I feel like you're going to be wearing crazy clothes for the rest of your life, as well as jewelry that just looks like like circus instruments. I am not insulted by that. Okay, not at all. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Have insult- you been to a good circus? They're beautiful. Have you True. seen Cirque du Soleil? Cirque uh, du Soleil. What? Uh, anywho. Uh, so there's this guy asking all these questions. I think it's my doctor. Can we pause for a second? Sorry, yeah. guys. Phone call. Evaporating. All right. Sorry, guys. Really important. Got to talk to doctors. Uh, so the, the guy who's asking all these questions, finally, at some point, a wizard comes up and does like a wand thing on him called... Um, he does Obliviate. Obliviate. We know from the Gilderoy Lockhart incident. That's a erases, memory term. Erases, erases your memory of that. And we were talking about this earlier. Why would they even have this muggle who they Running constantly stuff. have to yeah, just the keep wizard, The wizard him. who does it is like, uh, like it seems like he, oh, we have, we had to do it like 10 times already. Like this guy asked so many questions. That can't be healthy. Yeah, I was like, why didn't they just kidnap him? Lock, Lock him, him up, up and, and then obliviate him once at the end. Yeah. This never happened. So it, it doesn't have to keep, you know, it just doesn't seem efficient. There is another hole in this chapter. But is that a hole in the chapter? Is that a hole in the efficiency of the fucking ministry? Is this like government officials? Some of them and are also, okay I and love some of them are fucking idiots. expecting their world to be perfect. When it's like- Because our world's not perfect. Yeah. But we're just like, oh, well, they're a magical world. It yeah. must be perfect. But no. It's just like us, I guess. They're- Wizards are still human. They're just yeah. magical. And I think Magically we forget humans. that. Um, but this is one of those times when it makes it glaringly obvious that they are. Uh, it's also, human. there's also so many people, uh, are, they're in the middle of this field, which is in the middle of muggle territory. Yeah. This is an so it's like, open camping ground. This whole thing is just probably a security nightmare. Yeah. I mean, keeping this hush hush. So I don't stressful. Know how doing, are they just doing a giant obliviate charm on everyone around? I mean, they're definitely, I'm sure there's other charms to like keep it, keep things hidden. I mean, we know. Of the really severe, the secret keeper ones and stuff yeah. where no one can see you. Yeah. Unless, you know, someone tells them yeah. or whatever. So who they have, you know, so many charms on them. But- the, they get to their tents. I love this part because like, uh, Mr. Weasley. Uh, I remembered what he had done to his car about when his car, you saw the car from the outside and it was so small and then you got on the inside and it fit everybody comfortably. And he's like, don't tell Molly. Yeah. And so when the tent, when they get to the tent and they're like, oh, the tent's so small. And then they go inside immediately in my head. I'm like, oh, he's going to do the thing that he did to the to the car to the and car. make the tent bigger and you go inside and the tent is like a full apartment which is so funny because like you know it's not huge but we'll manage and yeah. it's like well what's funny is i feel like uh because he said he he got them from a friend yeah he borrowed them and they're not much but you know it's enough and to someone coming who is like from muggle world who understands like a muggle tent you're like oh you you have no concept of what like this is actually supposed to be. this is epic like this is a mansion yeah. compared to what it should what been. it actually is what actually is a tent space yeah, because it was two two-person tents. I mean, I love uh, the idea that a house could be little on the outside and not take up a lot of space, and then you go on the inside, and it's just... I would love, like, a My dream house, like, under, underground. House. Yeah, like an underground... Yeah, no, that is... But then somehow getting in natural light. I don't know how any of that would work, but, you know, it's just... That's why it's a dream house and not a reality. Well, they have that one out in Joshua Tree that's, like, all glass and reflects, so... You can't, I mean, it's, you can see it, but you can't see it, but that's something. I don't know. I love, um, one of the things I really love about the, these chapters is we're seeing a part of the wizard world that's not Hogwarts, 
that's not Harry in school, Harry going to school, Harry coming from school. Yeah. It's a completely different, it's the wizard world, but it's a different aspect of the wizard world. And I, I love this. It just feels like such a, although I'm sure World Cup isn't like a normal thing. That no, happens. but you're seeing wizards in their element. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's I like, love yes, that. This isn't everyday wizard yeah. life, but you're getting to see what wizards are like in their element, yeah. in a sporting event. Like, what is the wizard equivalent of going to see a sporting event? And it's fucking like tailgating to the next level. Yeah, it's, and I, that's one of the things, it felt like it was like a tailgate. It felt like it was like a wizard tailgate. What I'm bummed about is like, we didn't see one like keg stand on a butterbeer yeah. keg. Like that oh, would have been a butterbeer keg stand. Just uh, like, but I guess. There's probably some there's stuff way more magical yourself upside down. Yeah. It's no one has to hold you up. It's oh, gonna, you, you just ride on your broom and you flip yourself upside down. Or you just like create a funnel of beer ahead of you. So you mm-hmm. don't need a beer bong. Yeah, just like, you just stand there and it funnels in. Oh, you don't need to do a beer stand because you can just. What it's all the, like, they're supposed to be doing things like at muggle level to not raise any suspicion, but people aren't, they have fucking like chimneys coming out of their tents yeah. and they're like full houses that are tents. Yeah. It's insane. They run into Seamus Finnegan. Yeah, who we know from uh, Gryffindor House. They're, he's in their year at Hogwarts. They're there with uh, Dean Thomas. But of course, um, Seamus Finnegan, very clearly. Uh, he's from Ireland. So they'll be rooting for Ireland. They come across and it's like they've hit the Ireland fan section. Tents are covered in shamrocks. Like this is fucking. This is a big thing for them. Yeah, it's I mean. the World Cup in Ireland. Ireland's in the World Cup. And they're playing Bulgaria. And Bulgaria has the best seeker, Victor Crumb. Yeah, so um that's a star that's what he's who everyone's talking about he's like he's the Beckham super young super talented is Beckham even that good or he's just so hot no he was he was an amazing player yeah but it's like is he even that hot or is he just a soccer player it's hard to tell soccer players are fucking hot yeah they're hot they always have really good thighs and big butts bite him uh I love I I love also that he discovers that there are and not that he wouldn't have thought they existed, but other students, other kids. No, but he would, didn't. Like he just, and he, they address it that he's like, I, I don't know why I w- didn't think. Yeah, why he wouldn't think that there, there are international people, wizards, but, but we're seeing people from wizarding like, schools all around the world. Like Hogwarts isn't the only wizard school. Yeah, from like just just people from all these different countries. Yeah. He's seeing children, like young children in wizarding families, which like never occurred to him. Never he, occurred to him because he grew up as a muggle. And his reality of the wizard world starts at, you know, age 11 Hogwarts. So it's like, oh, crazy. Just That's seeing crazy. kids from all over. Uh, they go back to the tent um, and they get there and Ludo Bagman comes by. He's the head of the Department of Magical Games and Sports. This guy is like Mr. Fun Guy. This is the guy that gets elected president because you want to have a beer with him. You know what I mean? Like he's wearing a his big old, he's wearing... The robes, his robes are the color of his old Quidditch team. He was a professional Quidditch player. So it's so funny. Like this picture that you're painting now is more vivid to me than what I felt like the book gave me. Really? Because I got it from the book. It's like he's a little out of shape. He's a little fatter than his robes. I mean, I got that a little bit, but like the way you're saying it now, for some reason, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that feels right. Yeah. This is a guy who was a, a bit, a sports star and he's transferred over into working for the government. So it's like people love him and he's in charge of fucking sports, which makes sense sort of, yeah. but I get the vibe from the book that like 
he doesn't necessarily have the like organization and bureaucracy that you expect from someone head of a department, but he's yeah. just so enthusiastic yeah. that people are like, you know what? He loves he, it. He's, he got elected for his personality. Yeah, yeah. Which doesn't necessarily mean he's doing a bad job. It's just yeah. not, you know, what you necessarily should be looking for in someone in charge of stuff. But he's fucking stoked. He's taking he, bets. He, he takes bets. This is an, a hole, a hole in it. Um, the twins are like, all right, we'll place a bet. And they place this huge bet, which was for 37 galleons. Which seems like a fucking lot of money. Also, 3-7. They said the number 37. That's a number. Why can they understand numbers for galleons? But Mr. Weasley couldn't like, count. That, that makes no like, sense. Like, then he was like, this is a 20. And he's like, this is a five. And it's, maybe he was just so nervous that he's like, it can't maybe. be that easy. I, I must, maybe it's, I don't know. That's a question for JK, I think. But it's also like, this is Fred and George's life savings. Yeah. Like, this is all savings. their money. And they bet, they bet. This is a fucking crazy bet. That Ireland would win, but Victor Crumb would get the snitch. Which is a crazy bet, because as anyone who has followed the books, who's been following the podcast knows, rarely does someone get the snitch and lose. Yeah. It is a, that snitch is worth 150 points. Yeah. So what they're basically betting on is Ireland will be kicking the shit out of Bulgaria before... Crumb can find the snitch. Yeah. They're like, he'll find the snitch first, but by the time he finds the snitch. And what's also crazy about that is, so they're saying in kind of a way, betting that is like saying Crumb's an idiot because based on knowing that you have to catch the snitch if you're up enough points to catch the snitch, mm. that See, here's Crumb wouldn't catch the snitch if I he disagree. knew that he would lose the game. If you... If you're getting your ass kicked, and I think somebody else said this when we did the live reading, that they're mm -hmm. like, why wouldn't he wait? Uh, I think if you're getting your ass kicked at that level, you just go, let's just get the snitch and end with a closer score than, than waiting, hoping your team's going to get enough points that the math will add up yeah. and continuing to get further apart. I don't know. And then risk not getting the snitch. I think the longer you wait to grab it, the le the more chance the other team has yeah. to grab it. So it's I like don't, it's funny. I don't fully wrap my head around the Quidditch world yet. I think you know. I as I read more, I'll get it. I just like this at a certain point you go, "Are we going to catch back up?" Yeah, I don't know because at some point the snitch is like, but "Let's the, just get out." The of fact here. that these kids are betting on this thing that's like kind of like an insane happening um, with all their money. With all their money, this is like this is so much money. And Ludo's like, all right, this is a real long shot, but okay, sure. Because like the uh, Omnioculars, which is in this chapter, yeah, which will come later, uh, that Harry ends up buying. Mm -hmm. They're binoculars, but you can like replay, slow stuff down. Mm -hmm. It like breaks stuff down for you, like in text across it. It like tells you the plays. Those are 10 galleons each. Mm -hmm. And he buys three sets and it's like a big deal. Like yeah. it's like, this is too much. Yeah, this so is for too the fact much. that they spent 37 galleons is, like, crazy. Fucking nuts. Where did like, they get the 37 like galleons he, from? He spent 10 galleons on Ron and had to be like, don't give me a Christmas present for a decade. Yeah, so. So they're betting, I'm, it's just. And these nuts. are kids who are from a poor family, so what's happening? Yeah, that they're, like, uh, trying to fucking double or nothing, I guess. Mr. Weasley then chimes in and starts asking again about Bertha Jorkins, the missing witch from his department. Again, an opportunity for Harry Harry's to go, I've there, heard this name. Has nothing happens. So fucking um, weird. And Ludo, Ludo says, Ludo says there's something suspect here. So 
Um, oh, there is? Yeah. Uh, he says, she has a memory like a leaky cauldron and no sense of direction. She'll wander back into the office sometime in October, thinking it's July. Yeah, but Percy had alluded to the fact that Ludo is a bit like this in previous chapters when they briefly talked about yeah. I think that he is just dis I think he you I don't know if I would read that as suspicious hmm. I don't know is that I'm, suspicious to you so I'm putting a pin in Ludo as a as a potential suspect okay so you think he's, he's just a, like he's this a, to you sounds like he's blowing it off he's like ah she's fine but that seems like yeah why wouldn't you be worried yeah like the you know the husband whose wife goes missing on a boat trip and he doesn't mention it for yeah. three weeks and he's like <laughs> exactly i just thought maybe she'd turn up um uh, mr crouch then shows up uh uh percy's, percy's like Ugh. yeah he's like ready to kiss zest can i give you a cup of tea mr crouch and mr crouch by the way could not be more opposite from ludo bagman it's very yeah. odd couple He's very like uptight suit. He's dressed very muggle well. He like yeah. his. I'm picturing Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, like, just there. I, I picked up and picture that too. A nice suit where Bagman's a in three a fucking, piece suit with like a a pocket watch. Thing maybe a cane. Be like, what time is it? Um, Steffi. Um, and what I loved was when Percy's, you know, can I get you a cup of tea? And um, Crouch goes, oh, thank you very much, Weatherby, because we all everyone gets to see the fact that. Percy's boss, who he talked about all the time, Percy, who talks about how important he is, how, oh, I have so much work to do. His boss doesn't know his fucking name. Yeah, that was great. And so for- I was like, all right, Percy, shut the, the fuck up. For the siblings and everyone, it's like, fuck you, dude. Uh, something about, wait, hold on, where are we? Uh, Barty? That's Barty Crouch. Um, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Uh, so they were talking about some sort of like classified in, uh, information. Oh yeah, yeah. So they allude to um, Ludo starts dropping hints about some other event. He's like, "Well, this won't be the end of the fun. We got that other thing coming up." It's just very kind of like, "Hey, we got that thing after this," you know. So at this point, these two people seem kind of weird to me. Yeah. Um, like suspect. I don't know. Because he does those, it's like two, classified, and Barty tries to go like, we're not talking about that right now. These are two new characters that have been introduced yeah. in this book. So, of course, for me, I'm just like, well, you're on the suspect board. Well, yeah, because your line of thinking is that no character is introduced for no reason. Yeah. Which, so no character is introduced for no reason. They're either part of the problem is intro- is interesting. or are going to help us out of the problem. So hmm. we're putting them in. They're going to make it to the end of the book. Um Harry buys the three omnioculars, yeah. which you had mentioned. Yeah, there's all these crazy, uh, you know, people are selling, what are those things called? Souvenirs. Um, Fan memorabilia. Fucking, yeah. And they freak out. Ron and, Ron and Harry and Hermione, Ron and Hermione are both like, holy shit, thank you so they, fucking much. Yeah, it's like too much. And Harry's like, dude, you can't, it's fine. Yeah. Just and don't so, give me a Christmas present. And then at that As point, it's like, all right, Mr. Weasley's like, all right, it's, it's time. time. It's the evening, the sun setting, the fucking stadium starting to light yeah. up. It's time to fucking go. The really game go. is starting, and here we go. It'll be in our next Quidditch chapter. World Cup time. Mm. Boom! Chapter eight. The Quidditch World Cup. It's World Star Cup time. <laughs> oh my god! It's the fucking World Cup. This is so exciting. So for uh. me, for me, for me, I'm really excited to watch Harry watch his favorite sport at a pro level. Yeah. Like, is this gonna be? like what he's done in school on steroids like yeah how much more badass because we we me i'm just experiencing harry doing quidditch and like harry is like this phenom who's on the quidditch in his first year and he's fucking amazing yeah so but it's I'm like, like you look at high school sports next to 
pro professional sports and it's, it's like, like night and day fucking crazy yeah. so it is like what is going to be that disparity he's never really because you know you can't watch this in muggle world it's not like you can turn to quidditch channel so it's like he's never seen this other than watching other houses play that's that and seeing other senior players play he has no idea what really 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 good quidditch looks like yeah there is part of me that was like, oh my God, what if something goes wrong in the game and that Harry has to come in and play? That, like, I, I knew it was never going to happen, but in my mind, I was like, how fun would that be? I mean, I'm sure that's what every person who loves to play Quidditch on the sidelines is thinking, but yeah. also, I mean, I that was, wouldn't even make sense. He's neither Irish nor Bulgarian. Whatever. But in I mean, my mind, I was like, who fucking knows? Um, okay, so they go through the woods. They find the stadium. There's one hundred thousand people i went to the university of michigan the big house Did is you? over is over one hundred thousand people so for me i'm just like holy shit this is a fucking huge stadium it's like gigantic. if you've been to the big house it's that got it's called it's called the big house yeah michigan stadium's called because you're all criminals pretty much i wish that criminals because we're so smart i wish that there was like a a lawsuit or something going on with michigan so that would have been funny <laughs> but michigan's great and they're standing on the right side of history right now in regards to tuition, whatever. Oh, yeah, because they think that if you're going to have tuition school, if you're moving school online, your tuition should be lowered, which should have been a rant. And maybe it'll be a, a future one that Harvard wants to charge full, full tuition, tuition for online. Are you out of here? Fuck, fuck you. Mom, no. Like, go fuck yourself, what, you corporate what's, what's bullshit private institution. Because this should be our next round. Anyway, this will be our next round. You fuck you, Harvard. Um, fuck you. Well, we're like, we don't even go there. We're like, screw you. Uh, I will never go there. So on they my walk own up to the choice. top box. Mr. Weasley got the seats because of Ludo Bagman. Um, and Harry sees this person who looks like Dobby. Yeah, it's a house elf, not a person. So a Dobby, whatever. And it he like it, she sees him from behind, sees the, you know, sees the ears and the, it's uh, clearly a house elf wearing a towel and is like, Dobby? But it's not Dobby. It's another house elf named Winky. Winky. Who works for Mr. Crouch. Yeah, she's saving a seat. Uh, by the way, terrified of heights. They're up there at the top box. So this poor little thing with her big bulging eyes is like uh -huh. ah, sitting in the seat, but so scared to look down. And she's giving Harry the download on what's going on with Dobby. And she's like, you know, Dobby is really fucking, it's getting too big for his gone to his head. And he thinks he needs to be getting paid for things now. He thinks he should be paid for his work. Which, and Harry, Harry's like, yeah, why shouldn't he be paid for yeah, his work? He's, he's free now. And the house elf is like, oh, that's... House elves don't get paid. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. House elves do not need um, money. So sir. then Cornelius Fudd shows up. Uh, we know him. And then the Bulgarian minister of magic, which was interesting to me because there's different ministers of magic. Yeah, it is country. sort of like until this, you know, maybe people don't have this sort of like England centered idea. Uh, of yeah, I looked at this as the epicenter of. Yeah, because we thought that, like, oh, this was the head of everything, but it's like, no, this is just like the. Pr Apparently, Fudge is like the English prime minister, but for the magic community. Yeah. So there's one of those everywhere you go. Um, so, you know, it's so funny that Fudge is like trying to, you know, translate big gestures and is like, um, this is the Bulgarian minister of magic. Just very like language barrier centric really quickly why does okay so Lu lucius malfoy and lucius's wife uh narcissa lucius draco and his and lucius's wife narcissa why would they be in that box when they know there's all this tension between him and 
Lucius and everybody because they they said it. They're like they made a very generous donation oh. to something. I don't remember what it was, but they gave them this t- these tickets as a gift for a very generous generous donation. So you know they it's fucking a donor shit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like I worked at a nonprofit. It's like oh now this hall is called the Wilson Hall because Mr. Wilson Mr. Wilson bequeathed. And it's like they did it for a tax break and for their ego to go like this is look what I did. But which is annoying. But at the end of the day, it's like well the money got to help people so it's how angry you're gonna be really but it is annoying that i don't think he was expecting that the weasleys would be there when he got offered those tickets because it's why on earth would the weasleys be there yeah because the weasleys are poor they're poor they should be in favela class which he mentions by the way he's like wow did you uh who'd you have to blow yeah he literally was like i mean your house selling your house couldn't have paid for these tickets which is fucked up crazy i mean how expensive are these fucking tickets so he's just like but ludo bagman is the one that hooked them up so fuck you okay so world cup begins um there's all this whole cast of characters in the box the bulgarian prime minister who is we don't think he can speak english everyone else is like conversing talking just funny because he's the only one who has like a connection to a team with stakes. Like they're all rooting yeah. for someone. But they're like, all rooting for someone. But yeah, he that's his team down there. And no one else from Ireland is in there. Uh, the the game begins, but first the team mascots come out, which I thought was so funny because this just totally reminded me of college. Yeah, where it's like a big you show. You were a mascot. At I one was point. a mascot. And it's so now how do you feel job. about these mascots? I mean, they're uh, way better than fucking look, I thought I crushed it in my cougar outfit. Yeah. I thought I killed it. But you were no Vila. No, I was not a Vila. I wish I, I wish and you I were was. a leprechaun. I mean, that's debatable. But am I still? She I probably could. still am. You could perfectly. Um, I, I, you mean you do have the leprechaun? You do have the four leaf clover above your pussy. Yes, I have. I, you know, you've been me. kissed by a leprechaun. Kid, by so many leprechauns. So many men. men in poorly put together outfits. Is what I was going to say. Poor alcoholics alcoholics poor alcoholics yes so in a way i'm at least leprechaun adjacent um yeah no so vilas are these hot bitches these creatures that look like beautiful women and they come out and they dance and their dance entrances you here's what i'm curious about which can't wait to see how this looks in the movie which by the way i would love to see if you know jk rowling has you know later put out by the way also this is like because all you know harry all of a sudden is like tearing off his it like entrances you to be like i need to do whatever i can to make them love me mm-hmm. and he's like pulling off his little irish thing that he had he got a little piece of ireland you know memorabilia to, i'm gonna root for them and so is ron and her mind is just like you guys are pathetic does it work on lesbians i want to know yeah are lesbians also like i've fucking gotta put on a bulgarian how hat. does jk feel about lesbians just trans women she hates yeah she, well they don't they never go into detail. She said way later, she's been like, this person's gay. This person was actually black. And it's like, they just did it in the movie weird. It's like, okay. Are JK. You, are you just trying to spice it up now? Just go, yeah, look. I, I it was ethnocentric about my writing because I came also, from Also, just shut up. Who cares? Keep your mouth shut. Go yeah, Just your let money. the books be books. Just live in your castle on the hill. Move into Hogwarts for fuck's sake. Anyway, um, I love that finally there's a bunch of women who she can call beautiful, but they're not really even women. They're these creatures. Yeah. So, and people again, like- JK's not letting anybody be beautiful. That is human. 
So these creatures, women creatures, in are trance, beautiful. They dance. And then the leprechauns make gold rain. Of course, come Not down like them. a cartoon of Irish racism, yeah. just mm-hmm. flying around on rainbows, <laughs> dropping gold. Rainbows dropping gold. Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. is fun. I mean, oh, and then Ron, by the way, gets a handful of the gold and hands it to Harry. And he's like, good, now we're even. I don't have to feel bad. Yeah. Fucking great. Um, then the Irish team comes out. The Bulgarian team come out. They fly out. Play starts. It is fast, furious, crazy. Harry has to use these binoculars to slow shit down to yeah. see what's happening. Cause Harry was like, wants to see what's going on. And it's like, it's going so fast. You can't even see. Oh my God. I haven't done that in a while. I'm not flexible enough. I don't have the wrist. Hold on. Oh, my arthritis. I ha- I, what is wrong with me that I can't do it without smushing my face? Like, it's like, I, it's like an impulse. It's cause I can't, oh man, I wish I had that wrist flexibility. Someone's going to crop this out and say that we're doing the white power sign and cancel us because mm. people are like a thing that is so fucking creepy it looks like someone else's hands does that hurt at all no i can't oh god i fucking hate my body anyway it's fucking crazy watching just like all the way through the omnioculars mm-hmm. and then he hears an announcement go off about a goal and he's like but wait that didn't happen it's very funny he's like, watching it in delay and I wonder how slow the slow motion is too. Is it like slow slow motion or is it like yeah, how slow regular slow speed? Is it like watching a high school game? High um, school? Hogwarts age. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of high school. High middle school. school. It's, it's high school. It's junior yeah. high and high school. Junior high and high school. Um, um, he sees Victor Crumb, who's fucking dope. Yeah, just um, Aiden Lynch for the Seeker team. Uh, oh, they have a, there's a, a one incident where they both go for the, 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 the snitch. The snitch. And fucking Crumb pulls out at the last second and Lynch crashes. Yeah. And, uh, and so Ireland gets a lead. It's, one seven, it's 170 to 10. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're like dominating. They're kicking the shit out, out of, of, Bulgaria. of Bulgaria. At some point, um, when the ref has to go down, he accidentally gets uh, entranced by the oh, Vila, yeah. which is so funny. They're like, Wait, at some point, the Vila's change form. Oh, yeah. They get creepy at some point. They start lashing out over... I don't even remember what. Yeah, the mascots are going crazy on both sides, but at some point, fucking hell breaks loose and the Vilas turn into like monsters. Yeah. Which is. Anywho, it's not, we didn't write it. I don't remember what the fuck. Something like that happens, but it's now neck and neck, neck and neck in the sense of uh, the two different seekers, Crumb and. uh, Oh, yeah. So Lynch Lynch sees the snitch snitch. and he goes for it. Crumb sees Lynch going for it and he's like, like, I'll get that. I'm going to go for it. He's better. He's better. He's faster. He's more skilled on a broom. And what happens? He gets it. And guess what what? happens? Ireland wins. But he got the snitch. It's 170 to 160. Exactly what the twins had predicted. So put bet on. I wish they would have told us the amount of money. I'm very yeah, what's curious. the conversion? I feel like well, I don't know what the money. odds are. What I don't know how betting works, really. Also, but I just want to know what thirty-seven equates to in money. Oh well, can somebody tell us that? There's probably a converter somewhere. I bet now. there is, but it doesn't make sense because like you're never. I guess there are people who probably go from the wizarding world to the Muggle world, yeah. so that would benefit them. But yeah. like, does them? Do they do exchange? Yeah, is there a bank where you can do an exchange? Like can you do that traveling? at Gringotts? I don't know. I feel like you could. I guess so, because it's like people have to go out into the muggle world for various things, so they would need to go somewhere to be like, I need to turn this into muggle money. What I really liked about like what this... Weasley did. Yeah, and also, like, when Hermione goes off to school, they need to give her muggle money. I mean, they need to give her... Wizard money. Wizard money. To so buy her books They probably have to convert it somewhere. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. Um, so they, Hermione, Ron, and Harry all discuss that 
Crumb had to do this. He had to catch it. Even well, yeah, because some they were saying what you were saying. Yeah. Hermione was like, I just don't understand. Yeah. And Harry is the one who I think explained it. But it that goes back to what I was saying when we first brought it up that like, I'm sorry, you're losing 160 to 10 and 170 to 10. Yeah. And you're going to wait. You think you're going to wait to try to just get just enough points when it's like, you haven't scored more than 10 points. Yeah. You're losing. Just you lose. Wrap this up. Look good for yourself because it looks good for him that he caught it. Yeah, well, it's like if the thing about the snitches, it's like all over the place. It's very hard to see. So you see it now, and it's like, well, you have one, one thought: Do I get it now and we lose by ten points? And it was like, you know, an, a close match, or do I let it go? Hope I see it before they see it. Yeah, because it's like, what if Ireland keeps kicking their ass and then Lynch sees it first and it's right by his face? Yeah. Then they get their ass. Plus, he didn't have the option of, um of should I wait? Because he's not the first one who saw it. Yeah. Lynch saw it. So he's like, well, we're either going to lose by 10 points or we're going to lose by a fucking 100 or 320. Yeah. So not to mention, it looks good for him to be able to, uh, that's a great position. Like you fucking caught the snitch in the world cup. You caught the snitch in a world cup and you're, you're a better player than their seeker. Yeah. That it's like, and you maintain your reputation as being the best seeker. But also it's like, how shitty is Bulgaria? Yeah. The rest of the team. That it's like, this is one of those things where I feel like if you were to get deep into Quidditch analyzation, people would be like, they really shouldn't have been there, but but he's so good. Yeah. Like Crumb must have been snatching up snitches left and right against yeah. all the other teams leading up to this. Because if they're getting their ass kicked that bad, either his the rest of his team's not that great, or Ireland is so fucking insanely good. Yeah. Which I could be what, the case. I wonder what it is. I wonder what it is. See, this is why I say I wish I knew more about Quidditch, because it's like it seems like one of those I, things I want, where now I want to know more about Quidditch because we've been introduced to this whole world of professional Quidditch. So now I'm like, oh, I would like to know more about this. Yeah. I feel like there has to be a reason we are seeing the World Cup Quidditch match now. There's Quidditch is some, there's something important about Quidditch. Well, I assume also that it's like a regular World Cup, which only happens four years. Yeah, but I feel like there's something. It happened in this right now. It's happening in this book. You think there's like a reason? There's a reason. Like she. I don't have my theories yet. That's true. But I'm I'm putting putting a pin in Ludo and and Crouch Crouch Crouch. Yeah. Uh, those two guys. That's who you're putting a pin in. I'm putting pins in those right now. Okay. So out of everyone in these past four chapters, Ludo and Crouch pins in them. Mm -hmm. We think they're going to come in later. Mm -hmm. By we, I mean you. Uh, I will not say if I think anything because I you know can't. Mm-hmm. All that's right, it. and that's and then the twins go and collect their widows. their money, and it just kind of ends with them being like boop boop and fucking. I don't know. I'm really excited to see where this goes next because I have at this point it's like every chapter ends and like you kind of have an idea where it's going next. Now this I'm is just like, like a solid what the because fuck they have next. to be going to school. Oh, another thing we forgot to mention was um mrs weasley was like hey everybody leave me what you need i'm gonna go pick all of your stuff up for school from diagon alley because you guys aren't gonna have time to do it so while they were all off doing quidditch she headed over to diagon alley which is so nice of her but also with what money mrs weasley that's what i don't understand still not getting it is that she didn't ask for i mean maybe that was just implied that like harry's like here's also the money for that yeah did the the wizards have vimbo they don't even have mr money bags yeah, Harry, just give me all your bank account info and access to it, yeah. and I'll get everyone's stuff. Um, all right, that's it. See you next time. Bye, nerds. Bye.